Here's what I hate about impact fees. All the people initiating these impact fees already live in their homes, right? So is it gonna affect them? Howdy, you're listening to the Think Brasses podcast. Maybe you haven't heard of an impact fee before. If you have, you're probably a local government nerd. It's cool, we are too, so welcome to the club. For any of our listeners who haven't heard of an impact fee, I'll read the definition from the College Station City website. As defined by Chapter 395 of the Texas Local Government Code, impact fees are a one-time charge or assessment imposed by a city against new development at building permit in order to generate revenue for funding the cost of capital improvements. Water lines, sewer lines, you don't want to get those mixed up, streets, etc. related to the new development. Basically, it's an upfront, one-time charge to pay for future expenses related to a development project. As with any issue, there are people for and against impact fees, and we've interviewed both. Whatever you think of impact fees, we can all agree that we want everyone in College Station to benefit from the growth we're experiencing. In this episode, Charles Coates sits down with Randy French, former owner of Stylecraft Builders, to get his perspective on impact fees for the city of College Station. So we are joined by Randy French, who is the founder and, I guess, establisher, if that's a word, of Stylecraft Home Builders. Um, And so we're really thankful to have him here today to talk about mainly impact fees. So thank you so much for coming on Think Brazos. My pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. So you started Stylecraft Builders, which I believe is one of the largest home builders in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, You started that in the 80s? Yeah, I started in 86, 87, back when the economy totally bottomed out. I mean, nothing was around. And I mean, you know, just you were crazy to build a house back then, but I've always been crazy. But uh, (laughs) it was hard to eke out a living, and I was in real estate development with some friends of ours. We went for a year without taking a salary, and I said, I had three kids, can't do this much longer. So uh, I started building a home home or two at a time, and... uh, here I am today. So you started out that small where you started with one or two homes. Yeah. And so now your son, who manages the company and is the owner now, um, Doug French, I believe, yes. he, um, they now build how many homes a year? Do you know? I think we'll close about 1,000 this year. Yeah. God. So it's grown substantially. Wow. And it's, uh, it's still in private hands. It's not um, a public offering type no, business. No, it's 100% owned. In fact, I sold him the company in the last couple of years, the balance of it, so he owns 100% of it. It's, it's his fault, <laughs> not mine. All right. And it's uh, headquarters, uh, is it in Bryan College Station? Yeah, yeah we're here in, uh, Man. On, on the uh, Arrowwater Freeway College Station, home headquarters. Well, that's great. And um, just some inside baseball, Stylecraft has been uh, very uh, generous with the Habitat program, which Think Brazos is a part of Habitat for Humanity, a podcast. So we do want to thank you for for all the times in the past that you and your son have wanted to help a family out through this way. So we really appreciate and that. our pleasure. Our, our way to give back. We love it. <laughs> so um, you s- no longer are um, owner of the company. When did that transition happen with your son taking over? A year, year and a half ago, something like that. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's pretty recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it was done for estate reasons, but the other reason was sure. 
he runs a company, he does it, and I've been around here forever, and people always come to me for things, and he was the one doing it. Right. And I thought, and he's a hard worker, smart, intelligent, high character guy, and I thought, well, I'm just in his way. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean that ugly, but, but, and he never said that to me, I, I infer that, but uh, I, it, it's his time to bask in the sun. He, he's doing the work, and he's take care of it, and he's just good the, the credit if credit's due, the criticism if criticism's due. And uh, I really wasn't ready to retire, but uh, and I'm but I'm not retired. I'm still working on some real estate development and you know some nonprofit boards and that sort of thing. But uh, anyway, it's been a pleasure to have your son. I've always said it's like a relay race. You're 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 running the relay race. You're on the sure. third leg, and you hand the baton off to the fastest right person for the kick. And that's my son Doug, and he just is taking it, and I'm over there watching him run the lap. But it's that's great. It's an honor to have. That's great. Him. Now he worked with me. He got his MBA out of Baylor, and he came after his undergrad at A and M. And so he's worked for me, or with me, not for me, with me for ten years. So, and before that, even in high school, he'd work in our warehouse or do punch list. I mean, he's been he's wow. been a grunt. He'd been a lonely on the totem pole, and I think that's one that's reason good. he's respected is because he's been there and done that, not just wow. talking about it. But anyway, it's been a real honor and ple pleasure to have him yeah. run the show. And does Stylecraft still to this day specialize in starter homes? That's I haven't looked into it a lot, but that's kind of the sense that I've gotten. Yeah, you know, uh, entry level and then right. first time move up. Yeah, mm -hmm. so our, our, our bailiwick has always been uh, first time buyer and then maybe that second time buyer as well or retiree or somebody yeah. just looking for something on the affordable side. So. Uh, investment property, uh, newlyweds, uh, people graduating from school, life changes, um, mm -hmm. you know, first, first, second time move up, we'll do those as well. And so we kind of hit that gamut, but we're not in the luxury market. Right. That's what it seemed which like. Which is today. where I started. Did you? And I learned real quick that's not where I want to end. During the recession <laughs> in the 80s? <laughs> well, it wasn't so much that. I mean, I, I, fortunately, I was, I've always been fairly successful with whatever we build, thank the good Lord for that. Um, but it is more the, it was never really my passion. It was a lot of dealing one-on-one -on -one with people and holding hands and changes and customization and all this stuff and that, I, I don't know, that was never really my my thing. I think I did a pretty good job with it, but uh, we're now what we call a production builder. And, uh, and we have been for 25, 30 years, so. That's the part I like, and, yeah. that, and that's what I call the business of home building. Got it. That's what I enjoy. I love the marketing, the, the, uh, uh, the management, the people, uh, the building of the homes. Uh, yeah, I do it, or I did it, uh, and you learn through osmosis. Right. But it was, I never had a passion for that. So that we're, we're, we're very different from most. Most builders have the passion for building. Sure. And then have to wrestle with the business part. I was right the opposite. I love the business part, mm -hmm. and the uh, the building part was just something that you know I, that I did. And I think I did a good job. But you can, you know, you hire for your weaknesses, and that, that was my sure. weakness. And so we just hired really good, skilled people on the building side, and then watched them like a hawk. But right. Um, but I've, I've always liked it. And Doug is much the same way. He's more the business person, entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, that just has me run a home building company. Got it. A little different take. So let's pivot towards uh, talking about impact fees in College Station for a minute. I know that's uh, why we sat down today. 
And um, I was just curious your thoughts on it. There's been a lot of talk in College Station recently about uh, impact fees and what direction the city is going to go. Um, what is your take on impact fees as far as the policy, and is there any background you want to give us as far as sure. how they first started using these? Sure, yeah. I, I, I'll be honest, I battled the city for uh, two or three years uh, when they were debating this. I, I say I, we had a committee through the Home Builder Association, of which I was very active on, and uh, yeah, we battled tooth and nail against it because of reasons I'm fixing to tell you. In theory, I understand. In theory, the, the the pro impact fee guys or girls or people would tell you uh, it's you new uh, homes that are causing us to have to go put new sewer plants in, extend streets, yada yada yada. And we think those people that own those homes out there ought to be the ones paying for that, not everyone else. That's a theory. And and you know, there's some validity to that. I, I can acknowledge it. But here here's the the misnomer about it where I just really hated it and there's several but but one is and I want to give you a little background on sure. what an impact fee is and how it's calculated it, it's, it's legislated by the state I mean there's a you just as a city you just can't come in and say hey, we're going to be $10,000 impact fee mm -hmm. it's going to be proven okay. where that's going to be used how it's going to be used and there's a formula and I'm going to take this from memory my, I couldn't find my files but from my memory here's what they do let's say let's say that we're taking impact fees uh, for uh, streets sure. for the and what they do they can the city can calculate okay, the next 10 years where we're going to need new streets okay. and not streets in the subdivision but streets that lead up to them I see because right now developers pay for all the streets in the subdivisions right as well as all the other we utilities. Too. Yeah. we're already paying for that yeah you know about that <laughs> okay but the streets going up to it who pays for that right. well that's where the impact fees come in I see. Okay. and so the city does a study what it's going to cost for the next 10 years to do those particular, they call it CIP projects for the streets. And let's say the number is $200 million, just to throw a number out. Uh, then the state says, okay, of that fee, the maximum a city can recover through impact fee is 50% of it. So it'll be 100, 100 million. Okay. But if, if you did $100 million and divide that by the number of perm building permits, they're going to be taken over the next 10 years. You may end up with a $75,000 impact fee per home. Well, in California, in some places, they actually have that. Right. But in Texas, no way. I mean, it's just that's just an absurd number. And so they, they go back usually on a percentage of that. In most cities, they all differ, but uh, where, where they have been uh, approved, um, College stations is actually less than ten percent. It's right around ten percent, from from what I recall, ten percent of what that total cost is going to be. And so I'm going, okay, you're putting these, and, and then in real numbers, an impact fee in College Station for many houses is around seventy five hundred dollars right now. By the time we do water, sewer, and roads, and there's some wow. variations of all of it, but let's just use a round number. And that's in addition to the other fees, right? Yeah, in addition to building permit that. fees and all the other things. So that's on top of what, sure. what's already been paid. Um, and so my point was that's such a high fee for a lot of people, particularly first time buyers, particularly the lower end, it's disproportionate. If you're building a million dollar home, $7,500, okay, you know, maybe you could argue that. But if you're building a $200,000 house, $7,500 is a huge difference. And so, um, 
to me, it was uh, it only pays such a small fee anyway. Ten percent. I mean, sales tax runs what seven and a quarter. <laughs> well, this is just paying ten percent of what it's going to cost. So, so development. I mean, homes are really not paying for the development; they're paying a ten percent fee of that. And so, it's just really a, a, a dime in the bucket, for my opinion. So that's one part. The other part, and I think I hit on it a little bit, is a disproportionate area. If you've got a, a starter home, and they're being tagged with the same impact fee as a million-dollar home, where's the parity in that? But that's the way the state law reads. I don't think you can pick and choose who gets what. And I think once you're in a city, I don't think they can. I think if they waive it for one, they got to waive it for all. I don't think you can pick and choose which ones you do and you don't. So I, 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 I told them uh, for housing affordability, it's going to be a killer. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, how many houses y'all, this Habitat built in College Station in the last? Not very many. Not very no. many. <laughs> Maybe three in the last yeah. uh, few years. Yeah, um, and, and, and that's what's happened in the marketplace. And I tried to explain that to them too. I said, you know, we got a unique situation here. We have Twin Cities. and. You start getting too expensive over here to build, well, it'll go to the other. That's exactly what's happened. It used to be in College Station, or Bryan College Station, four of uh, every five permits, four were in College Station. Wow. Now, Bryan's building more than College Station. Now, now in fairness, College Station's building a more expensive house on mm-hmm. average than what Bryan is, and, and for that reason, but there's just been a big housing boom over the city of Bryan right now. It's primarily due to that. It's not just due to that, but that's a big factor. The other thing that's really, in all fairness, that College Station has less land to develop. College Station has more demand. Everything else equal, same right. price. More demand in College Station. It's a newer town. There's, mm-hmm. It just is. Um, and then um, the other thing hurting them, though, is a lot of their uh, regulatory I thought this too. That for instance, they make you have concrete streets in College Station. They don't mm-hmm. ride you as asphalt. They they have block length regulations, and I can go into what that is. But in essence, it means more streets in a subdivision <coughs> than what Bryan or some other cities have. And we build all over. Right. And College Station has got that's probably the only one I know. It's got some of this block length stuff. Mm. Versus and Waco doesn't have it. Clean doesn't have it. Conroe doesn't have it. I mean, <coughs> so anyway. You add all that together and total it up, and I'm gonna give you an example. Um, about a fourteen or fifteen hundred dollar, a fifteen hundred square foot house today in Bryan versus College Station is about a thirty thousand dollar difference. Wow! And I mean, for some a, of that is land as well, though, right? Well, yeah, see, that's what I just said. It, yeah, it's it's not just impact fees, mm-hmm. you know. But the, the thing about the impact fee, people are well, seventy five hundred dollars more. Well, wait a minute, you also. <laughs> The builder's got to borrow money for the 7500 so you have the interest right. carry on that, plus additional loan fees, plus title policy. It, it, that 7500 is probably more like ten to 12000 mm-hmm. by the time you add all these extra things to it. And, uh, and that's what's reflected in the final price, and so that's what people are paying. So that's my argument, and what I really hate is that wonderful places like, you know, like Habitat can I get into the mainstream in College yeah. Station without something extremely creative going on, right? which I hope does. But And they talk a lot about affordable housing there, but I'm just going, put your money where your mouth is. I see. And anyway, so I, I represent this that side of it. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I love College Station, don't get me wrong. It's not 
Brian versus, you know, it's not really about that. It's really, it's a tale of two cities doing things differently, different right. attitudes. Right. And then it's a good litmus test on what happens when that occurs. And sometimes there's unintended consequences. And I think this is one of them. Here's my point about it. Here's what I hate about impact fees. All the people initiating these impact fees already live in their homes, right? So is it going to affect them? Probably not. No, not at all. <laughs> so what we're going to do is tax people that are going to have homes built. And by the way, who are those people? Oh, we don't know yet. We don't know who they are. So you're, you're levying a tax on something, somebody that doesn't even know who they are going to be because it may come five years down the road when you build a new house. Right. Well, that person's got to pay it. Well, you didn't. Well, where's the parity in that? I think if they do that, okay, fine, let's make this thing retroactive 10 years. Everybody bought <laughs> houses the last 10 years. You pay the impact yeah. fee too. Let's be even on that. Let's, uh -huh. see, let's see how quickly that would pass. And so that's one of my big problems with it is that it's easy to legislate stuff on someone else, but, oh, no, keep in mind right where it is. Mm -hmm. And that's the philosophy there is. So do you remember, you said you were involved in discussions about impact fees when they first were in College Station considering doing this. Do you have any idea um, when that was as a reference point? Was oh, that about 10 years ago or more? Oh, no, yeah, more than 10 years. The first time it came up was before 08. Okay. When the housing bust hit. Didn't hit here as bad, but uh, they discussed it then. Then the bust went on and everybody goes, well, not, not the time to do that. Then it was brought back up, I'm going to say, five, six years ago. Okay. And uh, that's when it's enacted. But in uh, the College Station's credit, I mean, they did a lot of a lot of forums. They listened to us. They did a very good job on that. There was a lot of back and forth. Uh, it just It's really just the will of the council. Yeah. You know, and, um, and that was their will, so that's what, that's what they've got. I, I've often said, you know, do it, and we'll just see what happens. And yeah. I think we're seeing what's happened. <laughs> So from your perspective, not being a fan of these impact fees, there's some decisions I think that may be coming up in the council. What, is, what would be your goal uh, for decisions? Are you, are you trying to get them to totally get rid of it or make some changes to the impact fee uh, regime? Well, me personally, I'm not very involved in it. Okay. Uh, I have been. They know exactly the way I feel. Uh, and so others, I think others are, are trying to get some things reenacted or, or, but, uh, from what I see, uh, I just don't see how that's going to really occur. I think something else is interesting too. I remember when housing, the economy really went down, uh, there were several cities that went in and repealed their impact fees. Just to get people to come and build? Which, if that's the case, they're already admitting it's a hindrance to growth. Well, that's kind of like a self-admittance. Yeah. <laughs> they're admitting, okay, we know that. They, and, and so that's that, that was always kind of fascinating to me. Um, I will say this, again, for, the, for, for fairness, a lot of the high-growth cities in Texas are the ones that have impact fees. The growth is going on so fast. It's actually a way either to intentionally or otherwise slow it down, or, or mm -hmm. at least you know at least they're paying part of it. Yeah. And we're just talking residential apartment complexes, doctors' offices, anything built. 
uh, it's all about the the um, size of the uh, water pipes and the sewer water pipe. and stuff, yep. right? And in, in, in residential, is a three three quarter inch. That's what it is. But if you, but some of these places require yeah four inch. I mean, sure. and they could be a million dollars for wow. impact fee. So um, it affects not it, it affects not just single family. It affects uh, commercial and a lot of things. But but as I say, a lot a lot of the cities that are very progressive that have got a lot of growth. They're you know they 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 implement them, and, and we did studies on that, on what different cities charge, um, and then um, kind of did a comparison. I think College Station did a fair job on that, trying to drop it uh, in the bucket of something that was yeah. in, in uh, uh, equal type cities, and so, um, I, I, yeah, they, they weren't completely out of line, it just wasn't aligned with my line. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to say about uh, impact fees? No, I, I, I wish we could um, find another way to take care of the problem uh, that's a little more uh, equally yoked and not just set on new home buyers because I think that's what's happening and uh, I think it's just unequitable. So anyway, yeah, it's always easy to criticize. It's hard to come up with a good idea sometimes. <laughs> Sure. Uh, the, the thing I would say is it's always worked before the way we do it. I mean, it's just a party. You know, we all go down these roads. Right. It's not, those roads aren't built just to take you to a new subdivision. Sure. We all go down those roads, and ultimately that's where they lead. And, and to me, if you can spread that around more people, it's less per person. Uh, and as, as cities grow, there's more people to pay the taxes. So it's... Uh, to me, that's the the way we had is more equitable than than the impact fee. Okay, well, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Again, this was Randy French, um, former owner of Stylecraft Builders. Thanks for talking to us about uh, impact fees. My pleasure. Thank you. The Think Brass's podcast is brought to you by Bryan College Station Habitat for Humanity. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Alexa. We'd love to hear from you and what you think of our content. You can send us an email at thinkbrasses at gmail.com or message us through social media. Thanks for listening, and just remember, think local, think brasses. <laughs>